Welcome to Up Close and Empowered with host Sana Johns. Over the next hour, you'll hear from Sana and her guests on how you can become more empowered through life's most challenging situations. Sana's journey through her own transformation has inspired her to awaken you to your divine power. Hi, I'm Sana Johns with Up Close and Empowered, where my intention is to inspire you in some way to awaken you to your true power. Thank you so much for listening today. So I want to begin by saying that I truly believe that everyone that comes on our path is for a reason. Everybody that comes into our life is for a reason. And there are countless times when people have appeared on my path and they've impacted me in some way. And maybe some of you have felt the same way. I mean, think about it for a minute. People that have supported you, loved you, encouraged you. Maybe they were a messenger for some reason. Maybe they taught you a lesson. Maybe they brought something to your attention that you didn't really see. So I want to talk about someone today that's impacted my life. And I'm really so grateful to have him on the show today because I believe that everything happens for a reason and the people that we meet in our life are for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And some people will stay and go, and then some people will remain. And uh, that's something to be grateful for. So today, um, my my guest is not only a well-respected healer and spiritual coach in the healing and spiritual community, but he's also someone that has had a great level of impact on my recent journey. And again, that's what I'm truly grateful, grateful for. And so I want to share some space together with him this afternoon. And when I think of Tice, the word that comes to mind is wisdom. And I'm sure that you'll sense this today as you hear his personal story and how his journey took him through some twists and turns, not exactly in the direction that he had anticipated or he had hoped. But what I admire most about him is not only his depth or his wisdom, but his ability to articulate in a way that is so easy to understand. And I have said this to him from the beginning, and I, I believe that that's why he has such an impact on people and he's helped so many people, is because when he speaks, he's so articulate. And you can't help but tune in and listen and be completely engaged in what he's saying. He has this amazing resonance of compassion and love and knowledge that is really that's really beyond. And I'm just going to leave it at that because if I start pumping him up, he's going to get all upset with me because he doesn't like titles because Tice is a very humble individual. And he always says, don't put any names on me. Uh, you know, So I'm like, okay, okay. So the way that he delivers and shares his knowledge and gifts and insight are with the intentions of contributing to a better world, higher consciousness, and causing a ripple effect of more love and unity throughout the world. And I feel that we all could agree that this is what we really need uh, at this time for sure. And Tice is very committed to this. He's very committed to empowering the collective and supporting those who embark upon their own healing journey, impacting the next generation's potential to transcend conditioned, conditioned thinking and build systems that foster unity rather than division. So please welcome Tice to the show. Wow. Thank you, Tice. Oh my goodness. I tried to give you a nice intro there. 
That was spectacular. Um, I hope I can live up to everything that was stated, but thank you so much, man. As a dear friend, that, that means, that means everything to me. Thank you. You're very welcome, Tyson. I, you know, I struggled a little bit with it because I do get a little bit emotional because you, you have had such an impact and I, you know, I just have so much respect for you. And I know a lot of people in the community do as well. But what I wanted to do is give everybody an idea of your story, your background. And you even shared some recent things with me you know, lately that I wasn't even aware of. And I'm, I thought, wow, we really need to share some of this so that people can see the diverse background and some of the things that you've encountered on your journey which led you to where you are today. So if you could take us back and have us feel what that was like for you, I would love for you to share that. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity to do so. So I guess we can begin by just letting the audience know that, you know, I was born in Western Samoa and adopted at a very young age by a beautiful Caucasian family. And uh, I am the youngest of three other siblings. We all come from different nationalities and backgrounds. Um, and our beautiful family is Caucasian. <laughs> and I grew up in a little small town called Lehigh, Utah. You know, really tight-knit community. Everyone kind of knew everybody. And uh, at a very young age, um, I didn't know it at the time, but I kind of could see reality a little bit different than those around us. And uh wanting to fit in i did not want to stand out so at a very young age I, I suppressed a lot of these gifts um that i thought were you know something different about me i wasn't quite sure about that and uh you know through the course of my life um i used some of the talents and gifts that i had to just open up myself to push myself to the limits you know really wanting to find out what i wanted to do in life and as a young lad i would watch professional football with my father and my brothers, and that's just what I wanted to become. You know, so at a very young age, very talented, very gifted in athletics. Um, that was my goal. I wanted to become a professional football player. Fast forward a little bit in high school, um, everybody who knew me knew that that was a goal of mine. They knew that, uh, hey, this kid's got something, you know? And even when I went to go talk with a career coach, they knew what I wanted to do. And they believed in me. And they said, hypothetically, Tice, if you could be anything in this world, what, what would it be outside of football? And I couldn't answer it. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't. That, that was, that was it. And, uh, just like the universe does <laughs> certain circumstances happened. And, um, me and my girlfriend at the time, uh, we had a high school pregnancy and I was a sophomore, 16 years of age. And that just kind of flip-flopped our lives completely. You know, um, at the time, I thought my life was coming to an end. Um, you know, the type of scrutiny, everything that kind of comes with that, um, you could amplify that, you know. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was a very dark period of time. And, you know, me and my girlfriend at the time, we decided to make one of the most difficult decisions and give this child an opportunity for life for adoption. And so we placed this beautiful soul into the hands and arms of a family who we selected. And up until that point, Sana, um, I had believed that since I was adopted at a young age that, you know, my birth family just didn't like me. They didn't mm -hmm. want, me. Mm -hmm. uh, they abandoned me. They didn't care about me. And that was hard. That was difficult. 
And boy, when this came full circle, I couldn't have been wrong. You know, I couldn't have been more further from uh, thinking about what really is taking place here, which is you give someone the opportunity of life. And that was hard because at age 15, 16 years um, old, you know, we went through this kind of very deep traumatic time, you know, and our families wanted us to separate and all of these type of things. But, you know, Candace and I, um, who is my wife now, come coming upon 19 years of marriage, we uh, we loved each other, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I found out, you know, that through through this uh, big trial and tribulation that the universe and God has a different plan for me, you know, um, it, and it wasn't football. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And and you said that your family really had a difficult time with this. And I remember you telling me and Candace also telling me that, you know, you guys lost a lot of friends and tell us a little bit about how that felt and what happened. I was tough. Um, you know, growing up, um, being an athlete that I was, uh, both Candace and I were very popular in the community. Um, you know, people kind of had us as, uh, you know, captain of the football team. She was on the drill team. So it was kind of that kind of stigma. And then when you go through an experience like that at a young age, you know, um, kids are ruthless. They are ruthless, you know. So when they get this type of information, um, nobody really knows how to act. And so the gossip circle started and eventually we lost all of our friends, mm-hmm. you know. Um, especially Candace, um, you know, and that was that was extremely difficult because, you know, you you have in mind where you think that you're going, where your life is going to go forth. And then all of a sudden something like this happens and you learn very quickly, you know, who is actually in your corner and who's not. And so Candace and I had to learn very quickly. You know, it's not about fighting with each other because we had our own challenges. We were young, trying to figure out life and mm-hmm. went through this event together. Um, so we learned, you know, not to fight with each other, but to fight for each other, you know, and uh, and that was that was uh, some of the most challenging years of my life. You know, that's really where I entered into the dark night of the soul um, and a lot of limited beliefs had surfaced up for me um, about abandonment, not feeling good enough, you know, and I really had to kind of face that, you know, and so. Right. Because you had the abandonment, not only from what had happened in high school, but also just being adopted. And if you could talk about that for a minute, I I do know that there are many listening that are, have been adopted. And if you could just shed some light on that for people that, you know, obviously haven't been adopted, how that feels. And, you know, now that you had, or that you had this abandonment later, it kind of reflected the abandonment from being adopted, I would think. Oh, 100%. Um, you know, when I was young, I'll never forget, I was in second grade and it was when you could bring the parent to school day. And I had my parents there and, you know, I'm, I'm a <laughs> young Samoan Brown kid in school and my parents are Caucasian. And I remember a kid in class asked me, he said, Hey, where's your parents at? And I pointed to the back of the class and, and he's like, those aren't your parents. They're white. You're Brown. You know, and at a young age, I didn't really kind of put it together until then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I remember thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, you know, and even though my parents shared with me the adoption story, it just didn't really resonate until I could distinctly see the different color of skin. Mm-hmm. I'm mean, having vivid dreams about like unzipping my brown skin and then underneath um, was white. 
you know, and so this kind of gives you a bit of psychology about, you know, how I was thinking at a young child where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm completely different and it, it hurts. And so you kind of carry this with you where it's like, you just don't feel good enough at right. all, you know, and it predicates your future moves where it kind of drives you into perfection where mm -hmm. it's like, since I didn't feel good enough, I've got one or two things I can do. Either I can just sit in that type of energy or I can prove people wrong. And I kind of took the ladder of that, you know, and I said, you know what, I'm going to be the best at whatever I do, you know, and I'm going to go this route with it. And it wasn't up until, like I said, we, uh, we had a teenage pregnancy and we were actually there, you know, given this child's life where I witnessed the other side of that. I witnessed the other side of just, oh my gosh, we have so much love and compassion and just the sacrifice of witnessing that I am not old enough, nor do I have the responsibilities or tools to be able to provide this beautiful soul life an opportunity mm -hmm. for success. Mm -hmm. And that type of sacrifice was, was very daunting. And yet at the same time, it reshaped a limited belief system within me that, you know, I wasn't good enough to the point of actually, you know, I am where I am today based out of love. And that, that was kind of like a superpower that unlocked for me, you know? Right. Yeah. What happened after that, Tice, when this all happened with your family, is there anything else that you want to share that was a turning point when you were at the age of 15 or right around that time frame? Yeah. Um, so living in a tight knit community, absolutely love my parents. Uh, you know, as a parent now, you do the best that you can given the tools that you're given. And they they were scared. My parents were scared um, that I might fall into even deeper, um, darker places. Mm -hmm. And so they actually sent me to a boy's ranch. <laughs> now what a boy's ranch is, is that you have no communication to the outside world. You're literally in a facility 24 seven. And typically when you're in this type of establishment, you're there for about four to six months, mm -hmm. you know? And so after we had just gone through this process of giving our child life, I was thrown in this boy's ranch, no communication with my girlfriend, with my wow. friend or anything. It was, mm -mm. you know, it, it, it really hurt. Um, it was a betrayal of trust. Uh, it yes. Was, so yes. What did I do? And up to this point, Sana, like I was... I was a great kid. Like I, I didn't drink. I didn't smoke. I didn't go do out and do all these things. You know, I just had this experience with my girlfriend. Um, and, uh, here at the boys ranch, I, I had one or two things to do. You know, it was either, I'm going to be in here for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. I need to figure out how the hell I can get out of here as quickly as possible. Right. I chose the ladder. And this is where it gets kind of interesting because, this is where I allowed my spiritual gifts to really manifest themselves. And I didn't really do it in, you always hear about spiritual gifts being used in a positive manner. I kind of used them in a manipulative manner, which I did everything in my power to get out of this place as quickly as possible. I talked with uh, the clinicians, I talked with whoever, and I shared with them what they needed to hear, not necessarily what was going on, but I wanted to get out. And I'll never forget, there was a time where I was sitting in my bunk bed, you know, and I was just kind of looking up and <laughs> I had something that I don't really share with all that much, but I had a very mystical experience mm -hmm. um, where 
to kind of get right into it, uh, I had one of my guardians come to me, um, you know, and it's looks just like me now, tatted up, big guy, you know, mm -hmm. and it scared me. Um, and he didn't say anything to me. And it was just an instant knowing. It was just an instant understanding, you know, and what the message was, was, you know, the universe and God has a different plan for you. Mm hmm. You know, um, and it's important for you to listen to the whispers being sent to your heart. Right. And that 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 point changed everything for me. <laughs> yeah, I can feel it. I can totally feel that. And I can only imagine how difficult it was to be in that facility at such a young age, wondering what in the heck you're doing there. But That's yet at the same time, you got one of the biggest messages of your life. Yeah. And I, I love, you know, it's, it's one of these things where it's like, uh, I believe that everything happens for a reason, you know, and I believe that some of those reasons are presented to us in circumstances that are not pleasant, mm -hmm. but it's in those circumstances where we kind of break down the fabric of who we think we are and what we think we should do to be open enough to receive messages of really what we're supposed to do, what our kind of purpose is here in life. So Right. And as we know, some of us listen, some of us don't. Sometimes yeah. the signs are right in front of us and we still don't listen. But when we're ready, I guess we're ready to listen. It just, it's a timing thing, but it seemed like it was really significant. And then that, that actually let you know that I you weren't going to play football and maybe your life was not going to go how you had thought it was going to go. So you had to probably regroup. And at 15, I mean, you're still so young. I mean, to, to understand all that. Well, to give you to give you a glimpse of how young I, I was and my thinking was I, I thought to myself, okay, if I'm not going to make professional football, I'm going to be a rock star. You know, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. play music. I'm going to be in a band. We're going to be famous. And, and really what this all kind of came down to was the reason why I wanted to play professional football wasn't necessarily for the money. The reason why I wanted to be a rock star wasn't for the fame. It was so I can have an opportunity to really help those who are less fortunate, to help to help foster in a, a bigger message that, mm -hmm. you know, we're all in this together. You know, we can create a, kind of sounds cliche, but we can create a better world than where it is today. Right. And that, that was kind of the old driving force, but my logical thinking had, you know, football rock star, you know, where spirits like, no, that that's not it, Tice, but we'll see how this goes. Right. They had a different, as you say, script in mind different for you, script. absolutely. which, yep. which led you where you are today, but take us through in between that, like fast forward to now, but give us a little bit of the in-between, your corporate job, some of the things that you've been involved in, just briefly talk about some of the organizations and the ways that you've given back. And then we'll kind of dive into a little bit more of the healing journey. Yeah, for sure. Um, so right after high school, kind of fast forward a little bit, um, you know, I landed a job. So Candace and I got married. Let's mm -hmm. start there. We got married um, a couple of years after high school. And I landed a job at a call center. Now, prior to this, son, I worked hard labor. I had no idea that you could get paid talking on the phone. So mm -hmm. I kind of put it in a frame like this. I was like, okay, well, if I can get paid talking on the phone, let's push it to the, let's see how far we can go. So that call center job, uh, I ended up, you know, from tier one to a VP of operation to an executive. Wow. Manager. 
Wow. And you're talking Not about surprising. Kid, you know, you're talking about a kid who had a GED, but I had a heart, I had passion, I had desire, you know, mm -hmm. all those things get out of my way. I, we'll get this going. And so I'll never forget, I, you know, I was very happy with where I was, you know, professionally, and I was super fit. Um, I think I was chasing Dwayne Johnson, the rock at this time, where it's like, <laughs> I'm going to catch him, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a stunt devil. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to catch yeah. him. And don't people say that you look like him? Because All obviously the there's a lot of listeners and not everybody has seen the promo on you, but you do resemble him a lot. And people say that. Well, see, and the funny thing about it is, is everyone <laughs> always asks me, they're like, why are you always wearing a hat or something? It's like, because I get that so much. Yes. Like, bald yeah. as well. And it's like, hey, you know who you look like? I'm like, yeah, tell me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so once I found out, you know, the universe had a different script for me, everything seemed to be going great. Mm -hmm. I was diagnosed with plantar fasciitis, you know, where mm -hmm. it's like excruciating pain in the feet, didn't know what to do. Um, so I went to go see some specialists and they said, Tyus, you got to stay off your feet for a couple of years, be in a wheelchair or go through a major surgery. And I was like, there's got to be a different way. This just doesn't seem right. Mm -hmm. And so that's what really started leading me into my path today, which is the holistic route, you know? Um, so it just so happened that around that time, I was part of a community called the tribe of Kings. Uh, it was a young men's group that was dedicated to help bring awareness around men's suicide, you know, really kind of providing, um, you know, any type of boy or man, some tools to be successful. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was one of the speakers there and I'll never forget. I got super ill at one of our speaking events and, I had to deliver a, an important message. It just so happened that there was an indigenous healer in the crowd and he saw me. Now I heard about who he was, but I was kind of like, ah, oh, who's this woo woo guy? That was my initial thinking, but mm -hmm. I was so desperate, Sana, that I went up to him and I said, hey man, can you help me? And he's like, absolutely. So he took me kind of in a little private room and he did some energy work on me. Mm -hmm. And within a matter of 10 minutes, my whole life just flipped again. And I had wow. remembered everything that I had suppressed as a child. And ah. I just had this instant knowing again. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've been playing small. You know, I need to Ooh. be authentic of who I am. And so I went out on stage, delivered a great message. And that's what changed it for me because his wife at the time was into reflexology and foot zone therapy. Mm -hmm. So Long story short, I went to go see her and she had helped me with plantar fasciitis within the first session. I didn't have wow. to get surgery, didn't have to get on a wheelchair. So then I'm talking to Candace. I'm like, hey, we're getting into this energy stuff. You know, she grew up indigenous. So she's like, all right, this is awesome. So that's where it began for us. You know, we, we started wow. uh, learning and got certified. And now, you know, fast forward again, it's what I do for fun. I absolutely love working with individuals. I love working with coaches. Um, I love to share messages to help people along the healing journey. Um, and it's just, it's just been a really fun ride. So, and you work with what, uh, with Candace too, right? You guys have uh, been working together, doing healing with people together as a team. Absolutely. So when we were in Utah, we created a company called Healing Ohana Roots and we, we were busy during the pandemic when yes. you know, essential places were open. We considered ourselves essential. So yeah, we our company, our business blew up. It was so beautiful, like um, being able to heal with my wife, mm -hmm. you know, being able to help those who are seeking something more than where they're at and just sharing space with them. I mean, that that's what really where my passion really came in. And then I knew 
I knew <laughs> from the universe, okay, I hear the script. This is this is the path. This is how I can get back to help. Right. Right. You know, so and you also do, and we'll talk a little bit more about this later as well, but you you do the frequency attunement, you do Reiki, you have your own ways of healing energetically, but you also work as a spiritual coach. And I just want everyone to know a little bit about what you are focusing on now, primarily, like, what do you really love doing? And how are you helping the collective? Absolutely. Great question. Um, I love coaching. I love the one-on-one -on -one interaction. I also love to work with a group of individuals, kind of more of an intimate setting. Um, and so uh, what I'm working on right now is creating a six week to a 12 week program for those coaches who are looking to kind of dive deep or those who are interested in like, Hey, mm -hmm. what is this coaching all about? You know, it's not immune to anybody. Um, and to really kind of help foster in individuals gifts, you know, what, because there's so many different energy frequency modalities that it's not necessarily that individuals need to do what I'm doing. You know, let's work on you. Let's find out what you're passionate about. And more often than not, there's some modality that that could help you. And so the program is really kind of geared to help bring up other people's gifts that they might not see for themselves. You know? Right. So we're going to take a break in a minute here. But after the break, what I want to talk about, Tice, I want to talk about, you know, what would someone start with to get on the healing journey? If you know, where do they begin? Where do they start? What do they do? Do they need someone to work with? And how can they dive into the self-discovery that we talk about, you know, diving deep? We always use that, that term, diving deep. It's really about diving deep into who we are, our true self, self-discovery. So after the break, I want to kind of get into that and then talk about what specific tools and things that they can do if they are you know, if they do want to get on the path. So right after this break with Up Close and Empowered, we'll be back with Tice and we'll get a little bit more in depth with the healing journey and some of the obstacles that people are facing today and working through that. So we'll be back right after this. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Did you know you have the power to overcome any obstacles and create the life you desire? Listen for Up Close and Empowered with host Sana Johns. Sana has proven with nearly three decades of experience, it is totally possible to become stronger, more confident, and empowered to live a life of love, fulfillment, and success. It's through Sana's personal transformation that has inspired her to awaken you to your divine power. Up Close and Empowered with Sana Johns, Thursdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. On Living Strong, the flip side of adversity, Dr. Veerdra Jackson presents stories and powerful guest experts from business, health, relationships, and faith. 
Every story has its flip side. And we are here to delve into the story and challenge you to view what has kept you in a singular mindset and turn it into the flip side. When you can effectively do that, you'll experience necessary growth. Tune in live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. Welcome back to Up Close and Empowered with Sana Johns. Have a question for Sana or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Hi, welcome back to the show. Sana Johns on Up Close and Empowered. We're talking to Tice Chamberlain and we're talking about the healing journey. So Tice, what advice do you have for someone just beginning their journey and seeking some type of a starting point? You know, I think it's important for us to realize that there's an infinite ways that you can start this journey. There's not like a scripted part that you need to follow or anything of that nature. But if you feel drawn to this um, and you feel like you need a little bit of assistance, I think it would be very wise for you to seek out like a practitioner. And I always share this with uh, whoever's asking me. It's like, you don't need to work with myself. You know, you could go out there and look and see who resonates with you and even do like a clarity call with them. Now, if this is someone who, you know, perhaps you don't want to take that first step, that's completely fine as well. Um, what I share with anyone starting this journey and what I continue to do myself is just to really create a safe space, you know, for you to kind of gather yourself a little bit. And if you're kind of new to meditation, that's okay. You know, and really just kind of allow yourself to just focus on your breath just a little bit. You can close your eyes if it's more comfortable for you. And then just kind of allow yourself to just relax, 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 you know, because a lot of times we get so stemmed out with what's going on in today's world that, you know, we never really give ourselves permission to take that space and to relax a little bit. And then when, you, when you're in this space, ask any question that you want. Um, like for me, it's it's always something along the lines of show unto me what is holding me back from the better version of who I can be, you know, and then just, just wait and just listen. And it's like, Tice, I'm not hearing anything. Nothing's coming through. And it's like, that's okay. Just continue to breathe a little bit and listen. And then sooner or later, you will hear a message. And here's the tricky part is that that message more often than not is something that you don't want to hear but something you need to hear. And so that kind of begins the process right there that anyone can do at any time, you know, so. Right, so that leads me to my next question. So tell me what most of the obstacles are that you see. What are some of the obstacles that people are facing or maybe they're in denial about it as well? Uh, what are you seeing being that you work with people all the time? I think it's the expectation of who we think we are. You know, what I mean by that is uh, we have an idea of who we think we are. You know, that idea comes from conditioning of who we've been told we are at birth, um, what we've been told to believe in um, that could go to politics, religion, really anything of, of that nature. And I think the most important thing of it is, is that 
when you start realizing that your whole picture of who you think you are is just a cataclysm of potentially adopted beliefs, I mean, that kind of like asks the bigger question of like, well, then who am I without all of this kind of conditioning? Right. And so if you can get to that point where you become just aware enough to be like, holy cow, like, why do I believe this? Why do I believe that I shouldn't travel outside of Lehigh, Utah? Why do it like, you know, and it could be like the reasons being could be your parents are scared to move. And so you inherited that gift. And it's like, I've got to stay here. It could be as simple as that. That's that small belief system has predicated your present future moves. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. Yeah. So how does one go begin to unravel those conditioned beliefs? Because we know that this is a big obstacle in general today, our mindset, our conditioned responses, things that we've learned and we've taken on, t- uh, took on as a child. How do we begin? Because it's a process. It's peeling back the layers of an onion more or less, right? How does one begin to see what those conditioned beliefs are and step out of the denial and face it? And then how do they work through it? I know it's a loaded question, but mm-hmm. Just do the best you can to kind of give people an idea because I know there are so many people that are stuck in certain mindsets and, and many of them aren't even consciously aware That's that they it. are, that they have these conditioned responses. It's such a beautiful question because it's a very deep question that I'd love to answer. Um, it's it's a matter of really understanding that every single one of us are not immune to trauma. You know, every single one of us have gone through something in our life, whether or not you witnessed that that, or you experienced it, that kind of reshaped our belief systems of who we are, you know. And so what happens when we experience something with trauma is that you trap thoughts and feelings, the emotions that you feel and the thoughts that you are thinking during that experience. And you kind of freeze that into like a time capsule. You know, I call this a timeline. You know, and so this wounded timeline sits in your awareness, but it becomes unconscious because it's just something that we, something that we keep there to guard our hearts from never wanting to feel hurt or experience that ever again. You know, so especially with men and uh, just with everyone, we suppress these emotions, we suppress these type of thinking and we're like, oh, we'll just muscle through this. It's okay. But the challenge that exists is that this type of energy stays within our field 24-7, 365 days out of the year. And so when you ask the question, Tice, how do we become aware of this? It's a great question because I coin a saying that you've got to really feel it to heal it. Mm -hmm. You You have this energy that is dormant within you, you know, that you've frozen up in time that you don't want to experience anymore. And so it's going to be important for you somehow to become aware of that. And one of the practical ways that have helped myself and others become aware of these unconscious patterns, because we don't know, we don't know that they're limited beliefs, Mm -hmm. is to take a look and maybe perhaps write down what are some of the big belief systems that you think about yourself, you know, and as you write down a list of things, look at that and have kind of the courage and fortitude to take the opposition or the polarity part of why you don't feel like you're enough, you know, and then just go down the line of like, well, it's because, you know, no one ever saw me. Well, just keep on going down with that. And then why do you want to feel like you're enough? 
Mm -hmm. Really ask yourself the opposite part of the belief system that you have to kind of see the dualistic nature of what presents itself. And it begins to allow you to think differently, to think differently, because we don't realize that we recycle the same thoughts every single day. Mm -hmm. And often we don't really cultivate or create a world where we can look at things differently. And so when you take something like that and you start looking at it, that's, that's where the healing can start to begin at a kind of surface level, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh my gosh, I feel this way because of this reason. Why do you feel that way? Because ultimately what happens is that from age to zero to seven, our mind is so conditioned a certain way that we just think that that's just how it is. And we don't realize that the power is actually within us. The power is actually that we have the ability to pick up the author pen and rewrite the story if we so choose to do so. Mm-hmm. So it's just giving yourself permission to do that. You know? I, I agree. And one of the things that I did when I was going through this process is this, and I still do it, and I do it with when I coach myself, is, is this really true? You know, this condition response, is this okay, I, all right, this is what I was told. This is what people want me to believe, but is this really true? Yes. And if you really stop and ask yourself that, you realize like, no, it's not true. You know, it, it's, that's a good way to go through it too. Don't, don't you feel? Absolutely. Yeah. Because it's important for us to fact check everything. Does right. this, does is this really true? Or is these kind of thoughts that I just believe. And then why do you believe that? You know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> right. Right. You know, and I, I love how you always say that healing is awareness. Yes. You know, healing is the awareness, just the awareness mm-hmm. of something is healing it. Yeah. Even just speaking of it to someone sharing, feeling through the emo- the emotions of it, that's the awareness, which actually starts the healing process. Absolutely. Um, so as we talk about, you got to feel it to heal it. You know, it's, it's one of these things where if you've experienced trauma before, then you've experienced rage, anger, all these shameful feelings like hate. Um, and so the best way that we can neutralize this is with love, joy, compassion, you know, whereas like trauma kind of magnetizes into the past, mm-hmm. love magnetizes into the present where we can rewrite a story again, you know? And so healing isn't necessarily just, oh, some woo-woo thing. Healing is actually just becoming aware of something that's holding you back. Right. Something that has encapsulated you into a prison and you glued that up with fear. You know, right. it's becoming aware of the prison you created for yourself and gaining back that awareness is power. You know, and then what you use with that power is you fill that up with love, compassion, awareness, you're more present. And so therefore it's like more people can see you, Mm -hmm. you know, because you can see yourself. Because don't you think people have a misconception of what healing is? And, Uh, you know, it's, it's really just about the awareness. And then, like you said, we get caught up in the perfection of things. And that's because we don't really un- understand or understand, as you like to say, uh, we're not really understanding it fully. So then we just get into this perfection or overdoing and getting caught up in the, the you know, the cycle of life just yes. to, you know, 
stay away from what we don't think we want to know, but we're, what we really need to know. So help me with that, Tice. You're really good with words. Help me, help me to describe what I'm trying to say so that people can understand because there are so many people that, and listen, I've done it too, where we, and you have, you've admitted it to me that you got it caught up in just go, go, go and being perfect and overachieving and staying busy. But we all know, we also need to listen to our bodies and listen to our hearts and, and yeah. take that time out for ourselves. So can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important for us to realize that, um, you know, we've got this idea in our minds that we need to be perfect. And it's like, okay, I can, I can look, I can understand that because I've been that way too. I want to be perfect at everything I do. The challenge with that is that when you accomplish something that you've been striving for, for so long, you know, when, when it actually hits for my, for me and for the people who I coach, you don't feel anything. It's a kind of like this, like you, you've achieved something that you've strived for perfection in whatever it is, but it's kind of empty inside. And so it's like, you know, a certain individuals who I work with, they're like, why do I feel this? I'm so successful. I have so much money. I have so much amazing, mm -hmm. relationships, but I feel so empty inside. What is this? Mm -hmm. It's because like perfection, we shouldn't be striving for perfection. We should be striving for excellence or striving for the greatness, the uniqueness mm -hmm. of authenticity of allowing you to just be the best version of who you can be. You know, because when I think about perfection, I think about like, I'm trying to mirror someone else who I admire and I'm trying to be exactly like them. That's, you cannot do that. You know, out of 8 billion right. people, all very unique. And so instead of striving for something like that, it's like, it'd be better suited for us to strive to be authentic and to strive for that greatness to open that up within ourselves, you know, because as you go along the journey, what you'll find is that if you work on, if you're working on yourself and you go back to not just hearing someone talk to you, but actually listening to them to understand that is huge. Cause we live in a society where it's like people talk to us all the time and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're not really listening to understand. We're just kind of listening to get to the next conversation. We're just, you know, kind of trying to advance. But the reason I bring that up is because when we slow down to speed up, what happens is that we start listening to our heart. We start listening to the messages that are being sent to our heart, you know, and that could be from a higher intelligence. It could be from God. That could be from the universe. You know, it could be from the better version of yourself. You know, but if you're so worried and trying to hit perfection all the time, instead of just focusing on embodying and discovering the greatness within yourself, you're not going to hear those whispers that are being sent to your heart. You know, right. and I think that's important. I think that's yeah. really important for us to do that because when you listen to your heart, this is where the fulfillment comes in. This is what we're mm -hmm. striving. For. This is actually what we want as like a treat, a gift is actually unlocking the better version of yourself if you decide to do the work within. Right. And unlocking the better version of yourself brings more beautiful things into your life, more miracles, more opportunities, more possibilities, more heart-centered relationships, but it all starts within and then yeah, everything else falls. It, yeah. If you think about it, it's like logically, and we, you and I've talked about this, logically, if you have the, all the knowledge in the world, that's fantastic. You could, you could get places, you could do certain things, but logic has a cap to it. Whereas if you were to listen to your heart, if you were to listen to the guidance that is there, you're tapping into wisdom. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. you know, because if you follow your heart, you're going to go through experiences and experiences are the best teachers in life because it's what we learn from that. It's what we pull from that. It's our experience of like, oh my gosh, this happened to me for me to become aware of this that was holding me back. And Mm -hmm. that is so priceless. It's so fulfilling that that's that's really what we're striving for, honestly, I believe, right. is striving to really feel that. And when you fill your cup with that, it's like, ah, get out of here. Get out of here. Like, let me Wisdom is power. I always say it. Wisdom yeah. is power. Wisdom it is makes- power. And wisdom is just priceless because you'll feel like a million bucks. And what's interesting is more opportunities, more doors will open that you could not even logically think about because you're actually trusting something that's bigger than you. Right. Exactly. 100%. Yes. And don't you feel that forgiveness is a very large part of the healing process and really, you know, coming to that place of self-compassion and compassion for others. So when I talk about forgiveness, not just forgiveness with others that have hurt us, but forgiveness within ourselves, because I'm sure you've, you have people that you've worked with and I have too, and I have close friends and it's so hard as we go through this journey and, you know, we learn these life lessons. We, we look back and we're so hard on ourselves and we're like, well, I knew that I did listen to my intuition and we're beating ourselves up, but we need to find a way to self forgive yes. and then find a way to forgive whoever has hurt us. And once we do that, what happens? That's it. I, and you nailed it. You know, you, you absolutely know that because what I learned at a very young age was that if I blame somebody, I give them my power. Yes. Yes. You know, and mm-hmm. whether or not it's right or wrong or whatever, if I blame somebody, then they basically own that part of me. Yeah. You that's know? a great way to look at it. I have to interject because I want everybody to hear that. So when we want to blame somebody or we want to look at somebody else and not look at ourselves, we are giving away our power and nobody likes to give away their power. Yeah. So thank you for saying that, Tice. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you think about like, um, you know, there's been plenty of people in circumstances that I struggled with forgiveness, obviously. And mm-hmm. when I continue to blame other people, I witnessed that if I, if I continue to blame other people, I continuously stayed in a prison in their mind where I just kept on thinking about it all the time. I kept on thinking about it. And I just right. kept putting my body in a state of fight or flight where, you know, I wasn't really grounded here and now. And so right. I had to learn. And I think this is important is you have to learn a way to be able to forgive yourself first, no matter what the circumstances, get your power back. And then you'll learn how to forgive another, you know, and there's mm-hmm. much wisdom in this practice. It is not yes. weakness. as, as I work with a lot of men, they let, they're like, Hey, I don't want to surrender. I don't want to, I don't want to give my power. It's like, no, what you don't recognize is that this individual has your power right now. Yes. You yes. gain that back. And so this is where the warrior comes out, where you have to learn how to forgive thyself. We have to learn how to accept thyself to feel worthy enough of the beautiful thing called self-love. You know? Right, right. And I know on one of your recent lives, which by the way, everybody, uh, Tice has a uh, Instagram handle, which is, and he'll tell you how to reach him in a few minutes here, but he has a great Instagram handle, which has so many reels of wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And one of your recent lives that you did, I really liked, and it it, it 
you just uh, reminded me of it is when we ruminate with these things, <clears throat> excuse me, in our heads and we're, it's taking up space, things that we cannot control, you know, uh, decisions we may have made, we, we can't allow it to take space up in our minds. We can't control it anyway. So it needs to be out of our minds, but you said it a little bit better than that. So can you explain that? Yeah, I think it comes down to an awareness again, where it's, if, if things are literally out of your control and there is nothing you can do, nothing you can do, then it deserves freedom in your mind as well. Mm -hmm. And I kind of let the viewers sit in that a little bit mm -hmm. because often, myself included, I try to control everything. We all do. Mm -hmm. you know, and we often find out that, hey, you can't control that, but we sit in a state of anxiety within the mind because we're trying to figure out how we can control that. And therein lies the lesson for us to learn how to let go, let go. And I would say, let love let go and just start letting that flow because you're going to start feeling better about yourself and you're going to start to recognize that, you know what, if I can't control this, you know, it deserves freedom from my mind. And what happens is that you are experiencing something that we all want, which is peace, you know, mm -hmm. peace, peace, knowing that, okay, let love, let go. And I give it up to God a lot, the universe, exactly. God source, whatever I just say, this is out of my control. Please take it with, you know, yep. how you will. And I just trust. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's getting it out, whatever way you can get it out of your head. Right. Because people want to ruminate, they get stuck and it's just the looping thoughts over and over and over. And as you know, that limits us. Mm -hmm. I think so. what helped was there's Albert Einstein quote that he's like, you know, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different outcome. Mm -hmm. So I translated that to, oh my gosh, thoughts. If I think the same thing over and over and expect a different outcome, but I can't right. control it, then I'm kind of being insane right now. <laughs> right, right. So, Tice, I want to I want you to let everybody know where they can get in touch with you briefly, and then what I was hoping to do, and I think we have a few minutes left, and I hope that everybody will stay on for just a few more minutes because we had talked about maybe doing a, a frequency attunement just so that we could oh, all yeah. just you know be in the energy of you know the beautiful energy that you could expose us to uh, our what listeners, because I think that they will be able to benefit from that. But really quickly, how can they get a hold of you uh, in what ways besides Instagram and your your handle? Um, honestly, it's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. Um, mm -hmm. So I poured all my attention into Instagram, uh, TYCE1111, which is a significant date. We'll get into that another time. I know you understand that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's the best way you can get a hold of me. If you're interested into coaching services and, and these type of things, then it's at uh, www.healingohanaroots.com. And just kind of paying it forward, we have another company called High Vibe and Deep Diving, which is an apparel brand um, about showcasing your authentic self. So, yes. Yes, that's great. You and Candace are, are doing that. You've been working on that for a while. And that's some really cool apparel. Yep. Sure. Okay. So we have a few minutes. What, what can we, what, what do we need to do Tice, so that we can experience this uh, attunement? You know what? I'm super excited about this. This is stuff that I've, I've done on my lives before. So thank you for this opportunity. First and foremost, um, it's very simple. Uh, wherever you are, uh, wherever you're tuning into, um, you know, just, just allow yourself in the, if you're I mean, driving three minutes, 
Okay. Just so you know, three minutes. Just, just allow yourself to just kind of slow down, slow down a little bit, maybe close your eyes um, and just allow kind of everything that we've talked about here, just kind of marinate in this, marinate in it and just kind of start with your breathing, breathe slow and deep within your nose and hold it there for a moment and then slowly breathe out your mouth. And continue to just focus on your breath. Focus on that sensation, what that means. Let everything go. Let the thoughts just flow, just like clouds passing in the sky. And just feel that beautiful sun just kind of hit you. And just allow yourself to just kind of unwind slowly breathing, slowly focusing on just your breath and just my voice. And as you're in this space, just allow yourself to just be, allow yourself to just be here in this moment not really thinking about anything else, just being guided by my voice, guided by perhaps something that is here in stillness for you. Whereas stillness speaks to our hearts, it also resonates within our soul. And as we do this kind of attunement, just working with different frequencies and energy, it's really just to allow you permission to just find that better version of yourself, to allow yourself to feel worthy of that version and just continue to just breathe. As you work on this connection, this is something that you can have as you're always, whenever you might feel stressful, Whenever it feels like the world is falling apart, you can now always find yourself here and just breathe. This is the present for you, from me. Beautiful. And thank you, Sana, for thank the opportunity. Thank you, Tice. That was beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you yeah. so much for being here today and sharing your thoughts, your insight, your wisdom. We appreciate you. Uh, obviously, we could have gotten gotten into so much more. Uh, it's, sure. you know, it's, there's so much to cover and we can go really deep, but this was just scratching the surface today. So I want to thank, I want to thank everybody for listening. Join me next week. I have a surprise guest, a little bit of a different type of uh, direction next week. So stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for being here today on Up Close and Empowered and have a beautiful day. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Up Close and Empowered with Sana Johns. We hope that after listening today, it's inspired you to discover and cultivate your true inner power and consciously create your life. Tune in next week for another impactful episode.